the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello. It is the Boys Are Back Monday. It is a beautiful 65 degree day in Steubenville, Ohio, where I am recording this podcast from my dorm room. And yesterday was great for football. Um, Bengals played the Falcons and they looked like them old, their old selves. And I know like people are going to be like, well, the Falcons defense was pretty banged up and AJ Terrell went down early. Yes, he did. But you know what? That allowed for us to get creative, have some fun. And I'm not saying the Falcons win is like needed to win that, but that motivation and that momentum carrying us into the next season or next few weeks, I think that's that came back. That's important. And we got that swagger. And uh, Burrow and the boys are going to be uh, – Maybe a uh, force to be reckoned with again. They're going to be having fun. And that's why uh, a lot of the teams are so good. Because they're having fun out there. They're not just making desperate moves to win football games. And I think the best example of that yesterday was Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, both of these teams like to have fun with their play calling, but Andy Reid is just better than probably any other coach in the NFL at this. Uh, You don't know what to expect with Andy Reid. One second, he's like going only to Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, is fantastic, possibly the greatest ever do it in the tight end position. Gronk and Gonzalez are up there right now. I think Kelsey's going to make a run for that. But anyway, McCole Hardman, three touchdowns. I don't think anyone expected that. People who started McCole Hardman in fantasy probably weren't expecting that, and they were probably like, uh, they were so happy. If you lost yesterday and you had McCole Hardman, you need to fix the rest of your roster because McCole Hardman was killing it yesterday. Um, two rushing touchdowns, I believe, on some jet sweeps, which uh, for those of you who don't know, jet sweep is when the receiver runs behind the quarterback as the ball is snapped, runs with the ball, and he just runs off to the side. And uh, usually it's kind of a trick play, not, not really a trick play, but uh, it's to kind of throw the defense off a little bit. And I just I thought that uh, Kansas City was having fun with their play calling. 49ers were in it there for a minute. I thought that they might make a comeback, but they just weren't 
playing well in the red zone. Um, defense on the 49ers is pretty banged up. Greenlaw got injured uh, about halfway through the game, and that hurt them a lot. But that red zone offense is really the killer for the 49ers, and they need to figure that out. But we saw something I I kind of expected to see out of that game with the 49ers, but I wasn't sure how much we were going to see of it. And that was Christian McCaffrey, the blockbuster trade that came through on Thursday Night Football and stole the show from Taylor Swift. The Swifties on Twitter were a little upset because everyone was talking about Christian McCaffrey and they weren't talking about Taylor Swift. But sorry, Tay-Tay, this is a big deal. By the way, I am not a Swifty, but I do like Taylor's older stuff, so no hard feelings towards Taylor. But Christian McCaffrey, he came out 48 hours after being traded, and he said, I'm going to play. And don't know the whole playbook. Jimmy Garoppolo at times was just telling him what to do. He had two receptions. He had a few carries for like 38 yards. I think he averaged like 4.6 yards per carry. Pretty decent for a first appearance. Not really knowing the playbook yet, but I'm excited to see what Kyle Shanahan does with this offense now that they've got Christian McCaffrey. Debo Samuel was still getting the ball as a running back type player still. And uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson. Wilson. He uh, was still getting the ball. He was playing that third stringer since Eli Mitchell got hurt, but Hey, he was playing well, and that's what the 49ers need more of. And hopefully that momentum again kind of carries them. Chiefs is definitely a hard game for it to be your first game on a team. But I thought CMC, Christian McCaffrey, carried his own. And I'm excited to see more from him. Um, What else did we see yesterday? Oh, yes. The New York 6-1 Giants. They're 6-1, the New York Giants are. So that means the NFC East has 6-1 Giants. They have the 6-0 Eagles because they're on bye week. Um, they have the 5-4, they're the 4-2, 5-2 uh, now. Uh, Cowboys, who beat the Lions yesterday with Dak playing. Um, and then they have the Commanders, who beat the Green Bay Packers yesterday with Taylor Heineke at the helm. So Taylor Heineke took back over for an injured Carson Wentz. And so we'll see how long Carson's out. We'll see what Taylor can do. But they did indeed win. I think they're, I forget their record. But I did not think the NFC East was going to be the best uh, division in football. They're all kind of uh, the champions right now and definitely got some uh, people looking at them. You got the New York Giants who every week they just seem, it's like, Wow, they uh, somehow pulled that one out. And no, yesterday was no exception. They, so seven seconds left, 17 yards away from the end zone, no timeouts. Jaguars need a touchdown. Touchdown ties the game, point after wins it, I believe. So you're going to assume that you're going to get the point after if you don't overtime. Anyway, Trevor Lawrence throws the pass. 17, 16-yard 16, 16 pass, and I forget, I don't know who the guy who caught it was, I, I'm sorry, but the guy who caught it, he's literally facing away 
from the end zone because he had to like turn to catch it. Um, and there's one Giants defender who comes up behind him and just like it's him and then there's the end zone. Like literally if the Jaguars player had caught it the other direction, like facing the end zone, it's a touchdown. That's how close this was. The Giants were three feet away from being five and two. But Brian Dable, who out of Buffalo, he was, I believe, the offensive coordinator for Buffalo, a coordinator of sorts. I think he was the offensive coordinator. Comes out to New York, uh, New York Giants, one of the worst teams in football. Everyone thought for sure Daniel Jones is going to be gone. This team can't win. This team, horrible football team. Um, Brian Dable comes. He says, no, we're going to fight. And I, I think that play right there where that one guy, um, McKinney, I think it was, is just holding him down until his buddies can get there to help him make the tackle. I thought that, that was a beautiful play. really showed that the New York Giants have grit. They've got strength. They didn't give up. They're fighting. Uh, New York could have a team. And I'm not quite sure why. They're down a lot of wide receivers. Saquon Barkley's obviously a dude, but... Uh, Daniel Jones has been running a lot more. He had over 100 rushing yards yesterday, I believe. And uh, this could be maybe uh, something that Giants fans weren't expecting. The Daniel Jones era of New York football with um, everyone last year. Even like two months before the season started, people were like, okay, we need to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or we need to tank for a quarterback. Daniel Jones is out of here. Now it's maybe uh, Brian Dable was able to do something that these other coaches in the past, uh, Joe Judge, I think Jason Garrett at one point was helping out up there with Daniel Jones. But these other coaches in the past, they haven't been able to unlock it. Brian Dable did it. And now the New York Giants are maybe looking scary. But uh, we'll have to see some more football from them. Have to see how Daniel Jones plays. If he continues to play smart. Um Really interested to see how they show up against the Eagles. So they'll have to play twice since they're in the same division. But the Giants could be a team in this weekend NFC. I mean, this the NFC is crazy. I mean, you got Tom Brady yesterday losing to P.J. Walker and the 1-5 Panthers without Christian McCaffrey or Robbie Anderson. They traded away both those guys and then suddenly are going to beat the best winner of all time in Tom Brady, who has a much better team. He's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette. They have all the pieces. They just can't get it put together. Uh, that Panthers defense held the Buccaneers offense to only three points. I, I don't know what's going on in the NFL, man. Mike Evans, something was in the air. He had a wide-open touchdown. Tom put it right in the bread basket for him, and he just bobbled it and dropped it. Um, I'm sure that's going to keep him up at night. But yesterday was crazy as far as football went um final final game uh, i feel like we should talk about before going into monday night football and the updates for this week is uh well the chargers should be good and i've said this for a while i've said the chargers are on paper should be one of the best teams in the nfl they've got Phenomenal defense, phenomenal offense. Keenan Allen's back yesterday. Maybe not completely healthy, but like, hey, he's back. He's out there on the field. He's saying, I can do it. 
Seahawks, on the other hand, should not be good. Um, coming into the season, they were they were given five wins. There's five wins was the over under that you could bet on the Seahawks. Um, they didn't even, weren't even 100 percent sure who their quarterback was. You've got uh, Geno Smith or Drew Locke. They traded away Russell Wilson. They were supposed supposedly idiots for that. Um, they kept saying this is not a rebuild. This I doubted them. Everyone doubted them. I said. Hey, you just traded away a bunch of your best players. How is this not a rebuild? It apparently was not a rebuild because we have uh, some uh, something's going on with Geno Smith. He's one of the top five quarterbacks statistically in the league right now as far as passer rating and accuracy. Um, he's doing more with less. If you look at the division that he's in, they've got the 49ers, the Rams, and the Cardinals. Cardinals spent a ton of money on Kyler Murray, spent a ton of money on GMs, coaches, all that. They've invested. They're at the bottom of the division. Then uh, you've got, which I will grant them, you didn't have DeAndre Hopkins for six weeks. DeAndre is a game changer. So this him coming back onto the field is going to shake things up here. But the other teams, so we've got the Cardinals, bottom right now. Then it's the 49ers who lost to the Chiefs yesterday, who I think they uh, they, they could still make a run. I'm not counting the Chiefs out yet because I think that they're a better team than they get credit for. I think Christian McCaffrey gets settled. Everything gets better. Got Kyle Shanahan at head coach. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback. They sh- they're a team. Then we've got the Rams, the L.A. Rams, Sean McVay, possibly one of, probably a Hall of Fame coach. Um, not even 50 yet, Not might not even be 40 yet, but he, youngest coach to ever make the Super Bowl when he lost to the Patriots, I believe. And I believe he's also the youngest coach to ever win a Super Bowl, which he did last season. And he's a genius play caller. Um, he's got Matt Stafford, who a lot of people consider to be a Hall of Famer. You've got phenomenal defense. You've got Aaron Donald, who was defensive player of the year multiple times over. You've got all of this talent on the team. And you're, all these t- talented teams are playing in this division. And who is leading it? The Seattle Seahawks. They've got, and they're doing it with Geno Smith, Kenneth Walker the third, who isn't even their starting running back. I think he should be um, watching him play. I think he's going to end up taking somebody's job or at least getting worked in a lot more. Um, Tyler Lockett, who's fairly old for a wide receiver, but, hey, he's still getting the job done. You got DK. DK is a stud, um, but he's he's might be injured, so we might have a problem here with DK. Not uh, They don't know how long he's going to be out yet, so that could be an issue. But... Then, the, I don't even know the cornerback's name. There's a cornerback who they drafted, late-round pick, and he he's just been killing it. He's chasing after the interception record, and he wasn't supposed to be anything. And they're already comparing him to Richard Sherman, who is arguably a Hall of Fame cornerback. But we'll see. Um, but Seattle, no one thought was going to be in this position at the beginning of the season. We all thought that they were going to tank for a quarterback, thought they were the biggest idiots in the league because they got rid of Russell Wilson. 
Now it's kind of seeming like Russell Wilson might have been the problem. Was he causing a little drama in the locker room maybe? Don't know. Not saying anything bad about Russ. But I'm saying, looking at Seattle, Russ is gone. Seattle's doing fairly, they're doing amazing for what they have. We're looking at the Broncos, and they are struggling with what they have. And they have, a, in my opinion, a much more talented team. And so, maybe Seattle uh, surprises us. Pete Carroll, 70 years old, um, could be up for Coach of the Year. I think he makes a run for it. I think Dable for sure, should be in the talks for that if he isn't already, um, the way he's turned around the New York Giants. Those would be my two. Um, can maybe make a case for Robert Sala, the coach of the New York Jets, which, speaking of the New York Jets, what we can fly right into the updates here because Robert Sala, he has said that Brees Hall tore his ACL, had a small meniscus tear out for the season. Brees Hall, I had him in contention for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Still think Garrett Wilson on the Jets could possibly get it. But Brees Hall is out. Dude has just been so explosive. Fantasy owners have been loving him because he has been fantastic. He didn't even play the full game yesterday because he got injured and he still had, like, he had over 60 yards because he had a 62-yard touchdown run. Dude is going to be a stud in the NFL. Um and he is going to be a piece that the New York Jets are going to be building around for a while, I think. If they get if they lose Brees Hall, that'll be that'd be ridiculous. I think Jets fans would probably just break down crying at that point. I know Stan the Jet fan would. Um, which I did ask Stan the Jet fan about Elijah Moore, who once a trade, he was the number one guy uh, last year, his rookie year, and then all of a sudden Garrett Wilson shows up, and Elijah Moore is not getting the targets that he was. He's requested a trade, and Robert Sala said, we're not going to trade him, but we're also not going to play him because we don't want that kind of uh, energy on the field. And if he wants to play, he can play, but not not like this. We're not doing this right now, which I respect. Um, Elijah Moore was someone who a lot of us thought was going to be a building block for this New York Jets offense. But apparently he is seeing things differently, does not think that he will be the guy that they'll be building around. Garrett Wilson, another phenomenal piece to be building around. And when I did ask Stan the Jet fan about Elijah Moore, I was like, how do you feel about this? And he said, I am sad, but I'm saddened by it because I did think Elijah Moore was pretty talented. But he also mentioned that this does increase the impossibility. Uh, it does increase the possibility that they keep Denzel Mims, who he does like. So that is true. Um, it also would maybe get some picks that you can use in a later draft if you do end up trading Elijah Moore, or you could maybe even get an another player that you need and then saves you one of your picks in the draft because you don't need to draft that position anymore. So... We'll see what happens with Elijah Moore. That's something we will be following. Be curious to see where he ends up because he's young. Fairly, I think he's fairly talented. Um, fun guy to watch. We'll see what he ends up doing. So that kind of took us took us into the news already. Uh, here uh, we had a big big news story come out like 15 minutes before I hit record. 
I do have to admit, I was not the one who discovered the story first. That was James, who is a Patriots fan, actually. And I don't know that James has ever been on the show. I've said a lot of his thoughts on the show, but I don't know that his voice has ever had the pleasure of gracing your ears. Anyway, James texted me and he said, hey, uh, my boy Sam Ellinger is getting the start. And James is a huge Texas fan and Sam Ellinger played for Texas. I'm actually looking at a trading card here that I have of Sam Ellinger. Let's see what it says on the back. It says, at Texas, Ellinger used his dual threat skills to whip passes to a number of teammates and power through tacklers for big gains. With guys like Swiss Army Knife Taysom Hill succeeding in the NFL, the Colts fell in love with Ellinger's versatility and grabbed him in the 2021 draft. So uh, they're comparing him to Taysom Hill, who has obviously been phenomenal for the Saints, not necessarily at the quarterback position, but they've been using him as a tight end, a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver. Probably will put him in as a safety at some point, but Sam Ellinger is getting the start this week. Matt Ryan is getting benched and that's big because we thought Matt Ryan was the answer in Indy and once again we are wrong once again we are mistaken the veteran quarterback experiment in Indy appears to have come to an end um, hopefully Ellinger will be successful in Indy Frank Reich has said that Ellinger will be the starter for the rest of the season uh, per Frank Reich, well, this is a Field Yates tweet, but he's quoting Frank Reich. He says, right now the move is for Sam to be the starter for the rest of the season. So there you have it. Ellinger is going to be the starter. And who do the Colts play this upcoming week? Let's see here. Um, the, I mean, this there's no excuse for the way Matt Ryan has played. I know I'm not a huge Carson Wentz fan. That's become probably painfully honest. But, oh, speaking of Carson Wentz, they're playing the Commanders next. So kind of a ease in for the rookie. Or not rookie, second. he's in his second year. Basically a rookie, though. Anyway, um, so I know I'm not a big Carson Wentz fan. Didn't like him in Indy. Matt Ryan was not better. He had 12 turnovers in seven games nine of which were interceptions, three of which were fumbles, and that's just the fumbles that were not recovered by the Colts. Those were just the fumbles that weren't saved. So, yeah, dude is probably going to retire. I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Ryan retires because it's just not a good look for him right now um, getting benched. But that's, that's the news. Sam Ellinger starting for the rest of the season for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Monday Night Football tonight. Mac Jones is getting the start over Bailey Zappi. Mac Jones is back to health, oh, apparently. Um, and they're playing the Chicago Bears. So I think that this is a test for Mac Jones. Some Patriots fans I've talked to agree. Some Patriots fans I've talked to disagree. But I think that Mac Jones tonight has to come in off of injury and play phenomenally. Because I think Bailey Zappi wins this game tonight. I think 
if Bailey Zappi's a quarterback, he wins because the Bears have been struggling. They haven't had a lot of defensive chemistry, struggled with offensive chemistry, especially if uh, Matt Eberflus tries to make Justin Fields a pocket passer again and doesn't let him use his mobility as much. Bailey Zappi and the Patriots win. But last night you have the Dolphins beat the Patriots, Jets beat the Broncos, Bills are on by. Patriots need a win tonight. And Bailey Zappi would get it done. Can Mac Jones get it done? And we've talked about the uh, storyline that's kind of going on of is Bailey Zappi the next Tom Brady? Is Mac Jones going to end up just another Drew Bledsoe who we thought he was the franchise guy, then we drafted someone to back him up, and the backup was better? Maybe, maybe not. Like I said, some Patriots fans I've talked to agree. One Patriots fan I talked to said Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam Newton was the Drew Bledsoe. And so Mac Jones was the backup to Cam Newton when they, after they drafted Mac Jones. Um, Cam Newton was the Drew Bledsoe. Mac Jones is the Tom Brady. That's what, they're, that's what that Patriots fan is going with. I don't think so. I do enjoy saying Bailey Zappi's name. I have stopped uh, with the little zaps. They're a bit annoying to edit in. And uh, so, anyway, we'll see tonight. I think that I don't even know who I think is going to win this game. It could be a tie. Both of these offenses have just been so bad. Um with Mac Jones. Mac Jones just struggled when he played. And then Mac Jones struggled when he played this season. Last year, he played phenomenal. But this year, he struggled with some things. We'll see how he does coming off of injury. Maybe if he's struggling, Bailey Zappi gets thrown in. Let's see. We're going to have to wait. It's Monday Night Football. Crazy things happen. That's all for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. And here is the little spiel that is at the end of every episode. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, I would appreciate it and be most grateful if you could share the show with your friends, with your family, and those who you care about. It would also be helpful to me, if you want to help me, if you followed me on Instagram at nobuts underscore show or followed my Twitter, Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Yes, I made it when I was in middle school. Don't judge. And it would also be helpful if you have stuff you want me to talk about. If you have questions, you can uh, private message me on either of those apps. Or you can just shoot us an email at bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. That is B-U-L-L. M-O-O-S-E podcast, the number two at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, share, subscribe, do all those things. And I'll see you for the next episode. Uh, Until then, have a great time, have a great life, and go do something nice for someone.